This is Smoking Out the Closet. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Raven Greer. Hey, it's Raven. I wanted to announce two new affiliate programs that Smoking Out the Closet is now a part of. First, I would like to announce a Pittsburgh local company, The Hempco, with two E's in the. They offer hemp-derived products including Delta 8 and Delta 9 gummies, vape cartridges, and pre-rolls, HHC vape cartridges, and sustainably used devices and products. All products are made with hemp bioplastic for all your cannabis device needs. And every product is third-party lab-tested, DEA-certified, and Farm Bill compliant. If you're looking to visit them in person, you can visit them at 20280 Route 19, Number 3, Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania, 16066, or online at theehempco.com. Be sure to use SOTC20 at checkout for 20% off on us. And we're also wildly excited about our partnership with Blazy Susan. They offer their iconic Blazy Susan rolling tray, as well as papers and cones in unbleached hemp, their famous pink, and their brand new purple colors. Follow our affiliate link in the show notes and use Blazy10, B-L-A-Z-Y-1-0 for 10% off on checkout. Now, on with the episode. Hi, I'm Raven. I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Alex. I use they, them pronouns. No, you got to fix that. Oh. Yeah, are we doing that on this episode? We're going to talk about that? Yeah, I guess so. Um, So, did I just redo my intro? Yeah. So, hi, I'm Raven. I'm keeping this in. Hi, I'm Raven. I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Asmodeus. I use they, them pronouns. And welcome back to another episode of Smoking Smoking Out the Closet. Um, so you do, we, we should talk about that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do the, uh, review first and then that? Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's do the review first because we'll leave the suspense. Okay. <laughs> so this week was my turn to pick. Yes. And I decided to, cause we finally got it at our store. I got jealousy strain of 20 uh voted strain of the year for 2022 grown by insa um and it's really nice i mean you can definitely tell it's hand trimmed and i really like that about the, the flower i don't know what they're doing to seal their cans because it's a can of cat food thing but literally it popped like a soda can almost. yeah oh my god was like, i was Psh! also i was holding phineas okay he was, yeah he, he was in my lap i hold him like a little baby he hears the fucking can open. He freaks the fuck out and scratches the shit out of my leg. Yeah, because he's like, wet food, wet, wet food. food, wet food. And I'm like, it's not for you, fucker. <laughs> so if you have cats. Be careful. Or dogs, because, you know, they dogs can probably go crazy. Can, yeah, canned food, too. Be careful um, with any of the, the can of weeds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is Jealousy. It's got... 23.544% THCA, 2.328% THC. Um, total terpenes is over 2% with 
Uh, beta Caryophylline coming at 0.676, followed by Beta Myrcene at 0.518, and then little oh, and then Limonene coming in at 0.285, little little at 0.227, Humulene at 0.201, and everything else is like oh, 0.05 or less. Um, Honestly, I'm kind of goofy on this. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it does make me very, like, happy and uppity. It doesn't help my ADHD at all. So anybody with ADHD, it just, it, it makes you very happy giggly. Yeah. I'm still kind of ping-ponging everywhere with my thoughts, though. Well, they say beta-caryophylline is a mood elevator. Yeah. Uh, as a secondary effect. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, we made a TikTok being goofballs after yeah. this was posted. So... At the time of recording would be the Sunday. Uh, so it'll be a few days old by the time this episode comes out. Um, I freaking loved it, though. It was really soft. It felt fresh. Yeah. The way they sealed it. Um, it definitely was something that I would definitely get again. If it's not, like, sold out already. <laughs> I know at my store we just got some more in. So nice. We have it at my store. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. There's probably going to be a couple growers now that are going to be carrying this just because it was voted strain of the year for mm. last year. Um, and I can see freaking why. This is very nice. Um, honestly, with the way it tastes, the way it, it kind of gets used and burned, mm. um, it's just kind of how like, even it's been. Like I, I did have to like go through half a joint to get it. High, but I mean, I'm still feeling a lot of the effects. Yeah. It's also, can we talk about the taste real quick? It's yeah. very gassy and I really like it. Mm, it's gassy in a good way. It's, it's not, not like, harsh oh, either. Yeah. It's not like an overpowered gas, like, yeah. a, like a skunk strain. Yeah. Um, honestly, I haven't voted on this level in a while because I haven't found strains that I that are in my eye good enough to have this. Mm-hmm. 4.20 out of 5. And I'm voting a four out of five. This is a really good strain. Yeah, so this is... So, if another strain comes out, or another grower processor comes out with Jealousy, we'll try... We might try that down the road. But for Insa, it's certified slaps. Yeah, it is so good. Um, So, do you want to talk about your... Well, not not your article yet. No. No. Um, oh yeah, my I'm just gonna dodge the elephant in the room instead of address it. That's what I was trying to do. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, we can talk about it. Um, so I have been on TikTok. Like, who hasn't? Um, and there's this sound that was going around that was like naming a bunch of different um, like demons, which I mm-hmm. thought was cool. And it was like um, Beelzebub. Yeah. Asmodeus. And I'm like, I like that name. Lucifer. Yeah, and I was like, I like that name. And it just kind of stuck out to me. And I was like, I, I like it. And I was like, alright, well, I did a little bit of research, and Asmodeus is the demon of lust. And I don't know, it just, it resonates with me as a, a being. of Because I am a, I don't know. A horn dog. I am a sexual person, but also it's just. <laughs> um, I don't know. 
it's an important part of who I've become and who I am. And like exploring all of that has been important to me. Mm -hmm. And this name, I feel like captures that and my evolution, like as a, a being like, because that was always something when I grew up to be ashamed of. And it wasn't something you really, I grew up in like a, um, Okay, just ran to the table. <laughs> a um a Christian household with mm -hmm. like what were they, where the fuck were they? Presbyterian and um household. And so they were still kinda like, Yeah, you shouldn't do any of that shit before marriage, right? And I was like, Well, that's kind of bullshit. And then there was like the whole if you have sex with someone, it kinda like bonds you forever kind of shit. And like I don't know also if my since my sperm donor was mom is is a jehovah's witness if that was also something to go into anyway it was fucking weird and i have reclaimed that shit so like this name also represents that it's that reclaimed part of myself that like it's okay to enjoy these kinds of things in life hell i went to a burlesque show for brunch this morning <laughs> you did it was a little fucking jealous. amazing <laughs> and it's just it just like um and that's why like fucking rocky is so important to me because it's just like you can give yourself over to these things and it's okay and it should be more normalized and you don't just have to dream what you want to be and who you want to be as a person and mm -hmm. like you can just be it just do whatever makes you fucking happy as a person don't dream it be, be it. it but that's just yeah this name is just i don't know and also like finding my people with like the satanic temple and like the roots that are like the connection it has there because mm -hmm. i've I, the the librarian and like everybody there they're just a bunch of great people and like but yeah they're not they're not the librarian anymore now they aren't anymore but they were at the time that's mm. how we met them but like they're just a bunch of great people and i feel like that also connects to like an important part of myself because one of the seven tenets of the satanic temple is thy body is um I can't remember the exact words, but it's like that body is under the control of like thy own will. Like yeah. so you only you and you alone have like control over your body. You're you're the master of your own autonomy. Yeah. And that's also something very important to me. So it all just kind of creates this pretty picture of this name that I feel like suits me. And I like and I can shorten it. Yeah, it's Azzy. Azzy. And it's super cute. <laughs> um So yeah, I I just want to say that like I'm I, I will probably slip up, but I will try my best. I will say I do feel kind of sad because I like my old name. And you helped me pick that one. Yeah, and I helped you pick this one, too. Yeah? Yeah, because you were like, I don't know. I was still there to help because I, you know, you're feeling, I was try I was doing trial runs with you and everything. Yeah. So I helped. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do your article or do you want me to do something and then we'll go to your article? Yeah, if you want to do a do something and then we'll come back to my article. Okay. Also, I was listening to the last episode. I'm trying to hold my phone over this way so I accidentally get like that buzz noise from oh, my yeah. phone. It again. also might have been me too. Um, I don't know. Who I'm just saying, like, we're we're trying, we're still figuring out sound stuff and everything, and I just want total Hi cat. Um total transparency with our audience we also have a mini fridge over here that kicks on every once in a while i don't know if it gets picked up on my no that hasn't gotten picked up because i wasn't to the episode before that okay um but i know i was like standing like sitting like this reading last time so yeah. it's probably me um okay i want to do the one that's not going to be triggering first for people but there is going to be a trigger warning right before i talk about that article um 
or that topic, uh, Supply, who is owned by Cresco Labs, uh, and the state of Pennsylvania released ground flour infused with THCA sand. Some places on their menu are reporting it as um, oiled flour. Interesting. It's very weird from what I've seen on like some of the uh, on the PA medical marijuana subreddit. Can I just say we this shouldn't be confused with caviar? Yes, it is definitely not caviar because it's not bud that has oil on it. But also that is called infused flour as well. Yes. So but that is we got to make sure that's like yeah yeah because that is infused flour. Flour, Cresco's calling this oiled flour for some reason, or at least it was on that one menu I, at Rise. I want to try this. I do too, because it, it boasts 42% THCA. Interesting. I mean, if you, it's, the, it's the sand. It's That's the sand. what's helping. That's why yeah. people get sand, is to put it with your flour, because it boosts yeah. the, T, the THC levels. But, like, you can't dry or vape that. <laughs> I'm telling you, Something, it has to happen here fucking soon. Something's going Something's on. Something's going on. Because this should not, and like, coming, let's just say strictly as a medical perspective, if I was looking at that, that shouldn't have passed if you can't have it in a vaporizer within the laws of the way that it is in the state, mm -hmm. unless you're going to change them. Yeah. Or it could be argued that like, you can use it in like a volcano. Yeah. That's probably the only thing I can think of that could do it because like, no disrespect to the IQC. I don't know how the IQ2 works. There's no way that's going in the IQC and not gumming it up. Yeah. There's no way that's going into, like, a, a herb vaporizer pen. No. Of any kind that, like, could do that. You're going to need something, like, Like, really... if you had a PAX, even, you would yeah. just get it. It would get sticky and clogged. Like, you need something that can do concentrates and flour in the same chamber. And the only thing I could think of that could do that and not suffer is a volcano. Yeah. But um yeah, it's 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 super weird because like we were skeptical at work about it because it is 42 freaking percent. Yeah. And literally it's just it's that sand that's helping it, but why I mean, I'm not knocking it. I'm happy to see that there's a new form and everything, and I'm not saying it's bad, but it's definitely like The way you have stuff written, this shouldn't be allowed, and you're not doing anything about it. So yeah. it's one of my things that's like, it, are they doing it like, it's better to ask for forgiveness and permission kind Maybe. of thing. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Interesting. Uh, did you want to do your thingy? Yeah. Where did my phone go? Sorry, I didn't have a cat on the wall there. Um, I had found this article, I think I found it last week, and I had for, just forgotten to talk about it, but I found it again um, before we had sat down to record. Um, there was an article that it came out about a week ago, and it was on woodtv.com. I believe it's like a local news outlet out of Boulder, Colorado. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the title is, Legal Cannabis is Not a, quote, Gateway Drug Research Finds. Um, legalizing cannabis does not increase substance use disorders, or use of other illicit drugs and is not considered a gateway drug. And this came from the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, it was published on January 5th in Psychological Medicine um, and said that despite many critics of legalizing, um, of legalization expressing concerns that it's a gateway drug, research found no changes in illicit drug use after legalization. 
Uh, instead, it may actually reduce alcohol-related problems. Um, uh, according to C. Boulder, the study also found no link between legalization and cognitive, psychological, social, relationship, and financial problems. Nice. So it doesn't impair your um, mental health, your you know relationships with people, um, social status, uh, cognitive behaviors, things like that. Um, we really didn't find a support for a lot of other harms that people worry about with legalization, um, said uh, lead author Stephanie Zellers, who began the research at a grad as a grad student at CU Boulder's Institute for Behavioral Genetics. Uh, from a public health perspective, these results are reassuring. Um, that's not what I wanted. It's actually really cute. I'm so sorry. Mm, there was an ad. ad. Yeah, it's like a, it's a BMO skin for the Xbox Series X. It's actually kind of cute. Oh, that's cool. Um, a researcher from CU Boulder, the University of Colorado, um, and Schutz Medical Campus and the University of Minnesota took data from the Institute for Behavioral Genetics uh, and the Minnesota Center for Twin Family Research to study 4,000 twins. Uh, they came from Colorado, which was one of the first states to legalize marijuana, in Minnesota where rec was... Uh, remains uh, illegal. And they found that identical twins living in states where cannabis is legal use it 20% more frequently. However, compared results and looked at cannabis use disorder, use of alcohol and illicit drugs and psychotic behavior, the researchers found no res relationship to legalization. Hmm. So it's it 20% in the grand scheme of things of being more likely to use it with these, there being no negative psychological effects is negligible. Yeah. Which is super cool. The twins thing is super fucking cool. That's how most studies are. Like, that's... I, I don't know. That blows my freaking mind. I think that's so cool. Um, now, I will say, take everything with any cannabis-related stuff. Grain of salt right now, still, because a lot of them are small sample sizes. Yeah, because this was... The, the twins thing was, like, 2,000 people. Yeah. And, I mean, state of Colorado, I don't know how many people live in the state of Colorado. Quite a bit but the likelihood of the amount of twins and everything yeah. though too so i mean that 20 percent with two thousand people if you take the whole population of the united states could be a lot smaller yeah um but this is a great launching point for yes. other psychological research and also go into like um studying patterns of addiction and mm -hmm. to even further our like the the way that we can help people who are getting over um other addictions with mm -hmm. cannabis i i've literally seen someone who has basically gone from being a alcoholic and looking like the crib keeper from tales from the crib oh my goodness to full of life rosy cheeks you know a lot better he doesn't look gaunt he they looked like freaking um the transformation from uh before he does the reviews um the reviewer in ratatouille um okay. you know he's gone his face kind of sunk in and everything and because you know if he doesn't love it he doesn't swallow as the line um and then he's kind of a little more rounder because he's been eating so much because he loves the food uh that remy makes um so it's one of those things that like it's it, it's a it's a weird transition, but I literally so audience can understand that's what it was like. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad it helps them. You know, I'm so glad it helps them. Um, I think we have one patient. I don't know how exactly what he got his card for, but he definitely 
came in and was very much like kind of seemed like a like former like controlled like i wouldn't say meth or anything like that but more probably like addicted to like opium mm-hmm. kind of thing uh like biking in and all that and then it's dangerous yeah i was just talking to our partner about my experience with that medically it was prescribed to me yeah but still talking about my experience with that with them and it was that can be dangerous mm-hmm. and he seems a lot better it seems like he's getting his life together and everything mm-hmm. and he uses cannabis it, it i i truly think that while you can use this recreationally it is a medicine yes um is there anything else you wanted to add on that? No, I don't think so. Just that I'm excited for to see where we can go next with these research studies and stuff. Okay. Um, I got about like I'm trying to think which thing to do next. Uh, you know what? This shouldn't take too long. Um, I want to talk about for some of our audience and some. More talking to the people I see online on r slash trees and uh, on on subreddit or like some of the memes and everything that I see from people. Can we talk about how to clean your e-rig bong pipe and all that? Because oh some of these photos are fucking, fucking nasty. nasty. Clean uh. your shit, people. Glassware is super easy to clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, ni- 70 to 90% isopropyl alcohol. It doesn't really matter the percent. You're just going to be shaking it for a little bit longer if it's a lower percentage because it's not as strong. Or if you have, if you like to make uh, green dragon tinctures or if you like to make anything with like cook with grain alcohol or clean it, you can use that as well. Throw it in your glass piece, get some coarse salt and just shake that bad bitch up. Kosher salt, preferably. Yeah. Kosher, coarse salt and just fucking mm-hmm. shake it. And it gets all of that shit out of there. <clears throat> Do not rinse it with water because then it gets sticky. Just rinse it with the alcohol or whatever you're using. Send it out to dry. It evaporates super fast. It'll be dry mm-hmm. before you can turn back around. Now, I will say I'm a habitual cleaner. Um, so, like, I'll do salt water with lemon juice usually mm-hmm. and do that. And every Because every time I use, like, my bong or the e-rig, usually I we did leave it out once earlier, so I do have to clean that. Um, but we haven't used it. It's just kind of sat there, sticky. Mm-hmm. Um, Lemon juice is also great. Yeah. For, like, when you're using it to get some of that shit loosened up. And it also tastes good. Yeah. But, um... because you, you did that in Get the, that limonene right. in there <laughs> with those dabs. Um, but because I clean it every time I use it, it's easier for the next time and it stays clean you know what i mean yeah also you you and our permute thought i was crazy when you saw me open up the dishwasher and throw throw a benson honeydew in there or our big um uh chemical like beaker bong yeah beaker style uh but just drying rack just dry them in there yeah i was essentially just using it as a drying rack I did end up pulling him out and sticking them on the table here because it was a little moist. Yeah. Um, I stick them. I wouldn't recommend this, but this window doesn't get a lot of sun all the time. Mm. But the window sill is a nice place just to sit it because it has air and also the window is just fucking drafty. Yeah. But, but you don't want sun coming in there. You'll get shit growing in your in your piece, even if it's just a little moist. Or you end up reflect refracting the light and burning your carpet. <laughs> That's not a good idea. Also. 
Uh, you just reminded me if you have a crystal ball, cover that shit. That'll burn your fucking house down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, and I think it's just more general upkeep kind of a thing that makes it a lot easier. Um, just because it it's it's a lot. It's a lot of upkeep, but, like, when you do it, it's so much better. Excuse me. Yeah, I get lazy cleaning my glass pieces, and I'll go way too long. And then I'm like, oh, this is sticky, and it's gross. And then my little, like, toker poker gets disgusting. And I'm like, ew. And then I'm like, you know, you just fucking clean it. It's going to take you, what, five minutes? It's also just kind of satisfying to just watch just all the shit, you know? Yeah. And can we talk about also E-Rigs super fast? Yeah. It's like Q-tip and alcohol, that shit. Just scrubbing yeah, especially there. the chamber yeah. where you put your concentrates in. Um, general rule of thumb: anywhere between like six to six to twelve months, you want to get another chamber. That's stretching it. Like if you you might need it before then, or or you might last a little bit longer, um, depending on like your e rig and your heaviness of use. But definitely, if you see that shit's not coming clean, or like it has a weird like stain or whatever on it, just fucking get another one. You're gonna. It might cost you a little bit of money, but it's going to be worth it in the long haul because it, you're going to get better use out of it. Mm-hmm. And if you clean it more often after every use, like every session and everything... Your chamber will last longer. Exactly. Um, we got like two minutes left, so I just want to do the little announcement thing we got in that email. Oh, heck yeah. Um, so from our affiliate program, uh, DaVinci Vapor, their IQ2, speaking of e-rigs, the handheld DAB uh, e-rig system, um, just price dropped for a bit so it's 229 dollars from today which is the fifth to the 19th of february uh no coupon needed but if you do have a coupon like our podcast coupon you can use that on top of it oh when would this episode be coming out seventh yeah so there'll be a bit of time okay so there's 12 so, yeah. days after this episode is released so as of the day this episode is releasing it's the seventh yes um, we should probably post something on it. Other things before then. Yeah, we will. But yeah, this was really cool. We can get you guys a... If you're looking at getting yourself a, a dab rig or something, these guys are great. Um, I'm not just saying that because they're our partner. I'm saying that because I was like hesitant to get a dab rig because, you know, puffcos are expensive. Mm-hmm. But these guys are like affordable and they also... Their dab rigs are great. Yeah. They're awesome. So use our coupon code SOTC... So Sierra, Oscar, Tango, Charlie, one five uh, for fifteen percent off. On top of that, um, two hundred and twenty nine dollars. So two twenty nine minus fifteen would be one hundred and ninety five dollars, roughly, before tax. Wait, that the stack, the sales tax. Was yeah, the wow. The, the sales tax with the coupon. I that's didn't what think it did. That's, that's what I said. Like, can be combined with any other active coupon codes. Can. Yeah, can. Damn. I read that as can't, and I was like, oh, "Oh, that makes sense." But yeah, holy shit. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, definitely go go check them out. And I think don't quote me on this because I can't remember. I think they do sizzle or affirm. That's what you did, yeah. Because I remember you saying that. No, that was that was with um, Doctor Dabber. I did that with because Da Vinci was nice enough and gave us a care package. That's where we got Benson Honeydew from. Word. Okay, I'm so sorry. I was getting the two. No, no, that's fine. I mean, you're, I'm the one that's more kind of doing all the paperwork and everything that's with that. Fair. So I, I, I keep track. Um, 
My you brain, don't have to. My brain be scattery, boy, recently. I had a headache earlier, and it's just my brain's been foggy ever since that. Yeah. I get that. I get migraine. Like, when I get my migraines, I call it brain dumb. Yeah. Or, um, migraine dumb. Because I just, I can't think. I'm You're, such yeah, a brain Yeah, it fog. just kind of, mm-hmm. nothing's there. Um, I think we're going to take our break a little early because the next topics I have are going to be a bit hard. And I'm going to come out of the gate with that hard one a little bit for you and me to discuss. Um, so trigger warning, when you come back from the break, um, we're going to be talking about the recent video released by Donald Trump. Hey there, it's Alex from Smoking Out the Closet. We've been so glad to be able to make this podcast for you. And we now have some partners who are happy to help make this podcast happen as well. Our friends over at DaVinci Vapors have sent us one of their many amazing products, the IQC Dry Herb Vaporizer. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard us talk about DaVinci, and we've even used the IQC on the show. With a half gram dry herb chamber, 30 second heat up time, precision temperature control, removable and rechargeable 18650 battery, and an on time of two hours, what's not to love about the DaVinci IQC? Well, what if we told you you can get an extra 15% off just for listening to this podcast? That's right. Use the code SOTC15 for 15% off at checkout site-wide. Thanks again to our friends over at DaVinci Vapors. And now, back to the episode. All right. So again, we're back from a break. But to be on the safe side, I don't know if they can hear the dishwasher. I doubt it. Just gonna close the door a little bit. Be on the safe side. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's not like fully closing, so get out. Um, but just a little warning to be on the safe side again. Trigger warning: We are going to be talking about Donald Trump's video. I'm not going to play it on here. I think it's been about a few days to a week at most that it's been out. So. I, I think everyone kind of knows what we're talking about. I am going to kind of run down the gist of it, though. Because um, I thought about playing it, and then I thought about that's probably a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, Donald Trump claims that being trans and non-binary is an invention of the left. Um, and we need that the Republicans need to stop this madness and that he's going to make it illegal to basically be trans in the United States. And they're going to go down back to wholesome American family values and make sure that the nuclear family is basically priority number one. Now, do I think Trump's going to run? Probably. Do I think he's going to win? No, because I think DeSantis is actually going to beat him. And DeSantis has just made a nearly exact same video immediately after Trump did. So, if it's not Trump, it's going to be DeSantis. 
and they're both equally bad. But my thing is, is I'm trying to also be optimistic here uh, for two things. Number one, um, <clears throat> first and foremost, um, that even people who have voted for him prior are seeing how fucking crazy he is. And hopefully that that translates. True, that, but that's what I'm worried about because DeSantis made the exact same video. Yeah, but what I'm hoping is, I'm and I'm going to have a little bit of hope here, and I'm probably going to be let down, that these people are going to recognize it's not the person, it's what they're saying that's mm. fucking crazy. And it translates, and they're not going to deal with DeSantis' bullshit either. Mm-hmm. Or number two, it's just that Trump's just going to end up in fucking prison, so you don't have to worry. That's one asshole out of the ring already that you don't have to worry yeah. about. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping if those two work in tandem, that'd be fucking great. <laughs> yeah. That'd be ideal. If people are like, oh, Trump, Trump's crazy. DeSantis is copying Trump. Probably shouldn't vote for him. But the thing is, too, is like everyone's like, oh, it, it's targeting. Like, there's some like gay Republicans who, first off, why are you still gay Republicans after you've gotten burnt this, like, during 2022? still there and they're like oh it targets just it's just targeting trans and non-binary people i don't care and i'm like do you realize he said we're going back to wholesome nuclear family values that's going to affect the gay and lesbian communities mm-hmm. like that's basically going to make pre, it's going to make it pre-stonewall essentially we don't want that no we don't want that. And it's it's sad. But because it the, the conservatives don't have a leg to stand on on anything, so they need to make something to ri- basically rally together and fight to basically block the Democrats. And their entire argument right now is just the trans and non-binary community. Or the drag. You always need somebody to pin it on. Mm-hmm. It's not it's, it's something... You need a common enemy to come together over, and it sucks that it's just it. They just it's just one after another. Each mm-hmm. president, I don't, why can't you like just not just, just just just? But the thing that scares me too is they're doing all this, burning all the gender books and everything, basically making it illegal to be trans. My worry right now is what they're doing is mimicking the sexual and gender research science center in Germany. When the Nazis started taking over, there's a lot of fucking parallels right now that I'm seeing. And I'm worried about that. Mm -hmm. And this is half, you know, half the reason why I said trigger warning and everything, because they're going to start getting, I mean, you have like the proud boys and everything shouting anti-Semitism and everything. We're literally in a repeat of history right now. And it's scary. And knock on knock on wood, we stop it. We don't let it get to where like that happened with Germany at the time. Yeah. But because they're making it basically where we leave one way or another, whether it's by our own hands physically leaving or you know, just kinda ending it ourselves. Um Good news, though, there's a petition going around in Canada right now that with everything going on, they're petitioning to get um, 
refugee status for the LGBTQIA plus community, um, especially the trans one side of it. Mm. But I think it's going to be kind of more overarching the way things are going. But if that happens, we, you know, people can seek asylum via Canada. That's going to be expensive to do. Mm-hmm. Mostly just moving, like leaving a job, getting everything set up and everything. That's it, going to take a bit. Yeah. But it's a scary thought, you know, and I didn't want us to not address it. Because while a lot of other people are addressing it and some of them are bigger voices, I feel like we should all be in the aware. And I feel like the cannabis community should also be in the aware that this is happening. And we need to help. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's just, it's never comfortable or easy to talk about, but it needs to be done. Yeah. We need to have the uncomfortable conversations so we don't have history fucking repeat itself. And that kind of segues into my next topic, unless there was something else you wanted to add or say something. No. But fucking turfs. You know where I'm going on, because I've been on this for a minute. Oh my god, and I I also have been, and I have had this argument also with someone in the fucking trans community. I haven't talked to you about this, but she reached out to me. Somebody gave her a copy of this fucking game. <laughs> this fucking did she Did she game. ask for it? No. But the thing was, the person who bought it for her also made like a thousand dollar donation to like a trans... Um, like nonprofit, like an LGBT nonprofit, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and I'm like, what, what? So, so I don't understand, but it's, it, it is what it is. I don't know if she even listens to this podcast, but if she does, she knows who she is. Yeah, and I, mean, I and she's like, well, we're just gonna address the turf in the room. J.K. Rowling isn't getting fucking money from this game. Yeah, it, it, it she was gifted. And I'm not saying you can't have fun if, you know, a game. It was just more of some person thought of it. Well, I'm not, well, it's not super great that they bought it. I mean, they probably just didn't think. I'm, I'm Fingers crossed they just weren't thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you follow us on TikTok, you will actually see that I have been made. I made like three TikToks or videos, whatever you want to call them, addressing it. And um, I'm also going to say it here on the podcast because it's been basically Twitter and Instagram. I made polls and things and talked to people. Everyone said, no, we would not buy this game because we see the consequences of that action. Fucking get berated on fucking TikTok for basically saying, I wasn't even calling them transphobes. I was saying you can't call yourself an ally to the trans community if you buy this game. And suggested either buying it used, uh, like torrent it or five finger discount. And people were going, I can't believe you're telling them to steal it. That's more dangerous. I'm like, shut up. You're my age. I know you use LimeWire, you fucking bitch. Shut up. Shut, shut the hell up. So, the thing we're talking about is Harry uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. And I want to address some of the comments and everything that have been done. Even though I did that on TikTok, I'm going to kind of explain to the audience of the podcast kind of what the whole stuff is. So basically, 
everyone's like, I, I, we are saying don't buy the game new. Why? Well, because the money that's going to be generated from the sales and the are going to basically go to the executives of the publishing company and J.K. Rowling through royalties. And she's going to use those sales numbers like she's done in the past with like the cursed child. Basically to be like, see, see, nobody cares. All these people support me, not, not your cause. Not, you know, and so she's going to use that amplifier platform and her voice. I've gotten, um, what about the developers? I, they need to eat too. And I'm like, the developers have already been paid. They've been paid long ago. Because they already made the game. game. Do you think they, they would have made the game if they were not paid? Yeah, they're hourly. Hopefully, at least, you know, at least to salary. They, they've been paid. Um, like, I don't think people realize that the video game world doesn't really work on commissions like that. Well, they get a bonus sometimes, depending on the company, for the sale numbers. That's not always the case. They still get paid. Um, oh, she only gets at most, like, 15% of the sales. It's um, still, you're giving her money. Yes. But also, let's think about it this way. The amount of people that are super excited for this game. Pokemon had a few hundred million something in sales with the Scarlet and Violet release, right? Mm -hmm. So let's just say a hundred million people bought this by Harry Potter, right? Mm -hmm. That's still... That's still $85 million dollars. Going to J.K. Rowling the royalties. That's 15%. Wait, no, that's minus 15%, right? Did I do the math right? I think you did backwards. Take 15% of... What's 15% of 100 million? How many, how many zeros? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... So it's fifteen million dollars. Yeah, still too fucking much. Yeah, that's money. still that's still millions of dollars. That's a two. That, that, no. Um. So first off, yeah, that's not great. Um. Also, as someone who worked at GameStop and watched like sales numbers of games, I want to watch this. I want to see like mm -hmm. what the trends for this are going to be because it'll be interesting. Um. Because, yeah, she's still going to get, like, millions of dollars from this. Yeah. Um, she's a she's a billionaire. She doesn't care. She's not going to listen. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it still kind of does. You're still aiding in her voice and everything. And it's more of a statement piece that we're not going to stand for your bigotry and your hate. Mm -hmm. It's literally the quote from... Um, the Dark Knight trilogy, Heath Ledger's Joker. It's not about the money. It's about the message. Mm -hmm. That was a very bad Heath Ledger Joker it's impersonation. Okay. I don't care. Um, but then you also have 
um, people saying like, what was another one? Oh, I'm trans and I'm buying the game. Cool. So you're doing performative acceptance. Like the trans people who say non-binary people don't exist. Or the trans people who say um, kids shouldn't transition. Or, you know, the trans people say, oh, it's a medical thing. You can't just, you have to have dysphoria to transition or be trans. That's performative acceptance. Gay Republicans are performative acceptance. You're basically trying to become more accepting and a voice that push certain narratives to be accepted in society. I don't know that's the actual term. I just thought of that earlier today. So there's probably a real term for it. I don't know. Um, oh, the cat. Yes, my heart is so cute. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, what's another one? Oh, this game looks fun, and I would, um, like one person that I commented on, oh, would I actually have physical relations with the trans woman? You bet. Am I still getting this game? You bet. Why? Because it looks fun, and it's, this is just a stupid argument, and if you say otherwise, you're a hypocrite, because you buy clothes that are made from, like, sweatshops, and you buy food from companies that do this. It's the whole argument of no ethical consumption under capitalism. And this is not a necessity we're talking about. Yes. So here's the, here's here's my counter argument. I need clothes. I, I'll shop at, you know, I try to minimize who I buy my clothes from and certain things. I try to thrift as much as I can. I'm a tall woman, though. It's kind of freaking hard. But, I, you know, I go to support companies that I know are not, are basically the lesser of the evils. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I do with cannabis, just like I do with other stuff. I also do that with food. You know, we try to avoid Nestle as best, as much as we can, but it's really hard because Nestle has subsidiaries in like shampoo, drinks, food. They own almost fucking everything. Cosmetics. Almost everything. That's yeah. where you don't get into a monopoly because you have like two things other than you. Yes. <laughs> and there's like Nestle, PepsiCo, Coca-Cola, like there's like six major food companies that also have food, drinks, and also cosmetics and body care stuff. And it kind of makes it, I don't know, hard. But you need to eat. You need to bathe yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. That's where it comes in is there's no ethical consumption under capitalism because you're... It's expensive to boycott these things. They've made it expensive for necessities. Exactly. For they should not be expensive. So, like, it's very hard to buy things, like, from a farmer's market, support small businesses and everything like that because these competitors just undercut their sales and everything. Mm-hmm. But you still need to eat. So you're going to, and you know, we're in a recession still. Not everyone's going to be able to afford to not buy these products because they're cheap and they need to eat. You don't need a $70 game. No. I'm sorry. There's other ways to entertain yourself. You don't need a game. Also, why buy it when you can steal it off the internet for free? Exactly. <laughs> or buy it used or wait till it shows up on game pass i guarantee you after the first week there's gonna be a used copy on game shell a GameStop shelf mm-hmm. because people play a game beat it return it after the week yep or they're gonna open one up let the employees play it to try it and everything and then they'll put it on the shelf and sell it as a used copy that very rarely happens really that has never happened when i worked at gamestop huh. 
Couldn't, I, I could have sworn I saw a TikTok. That, that is someone. one of the myths about GameStop. It is never, it does not happen. It should not happen. It's not supposed to mm. happen. I'm saying it's never happened at any store I have worked at because I have run my GameStop properly. And so as Fair. my boss, one of my bosses. Um, but yeah, that's, that was, that, that happened once. No, that happened. Yeah, that happened once with me. Okay. That was a special, that was a special case. It was a special case thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still like, there's going to be used copies. So wait a week or two. Yeah. If you really want it. Um, or like you said, torn it. Yeah. Um, literally when it, it, right now, when did this game come out? It hasn't come out yet. It, it comes come out, out yet? it comes out on the 10th. So let's say probably by the, the, okay, the ninth, the ninth. At eleven fifty nine, and then you, it comes out midnight, right? And then probably I would say give it until six o'clock that day, and you might be able to find a torrent already of it, mm-hmm. or like nine o'clock the morning, then the next day, like nine o'clock the morning the next day, because it, it, somebody's gonna do it. Because yeah. the modding community is fucking crazy. Yeah. Um. Someone literally just commented, "Just let people enjoy the game." No. no, no, not when it supports a turf. The thing that's also hilarious is that it has a gender spectrum slider. Like there's there are sliders for apparently I've heard sliders for like every sort of kind of customization for your person, so that people feel more included. And I'm like that is not, that is counterproductive mm. to the literal message that the person who created or no that stole all of this shit in the first place mm-hmm. is pushing. That's, yeah. <sighs> And, and and here's the thing, too. It's literally like, oh, it's just a game. Why should we care? Because of who it platforms. People don't realize that, like, or, or you shouldn't let her opinion or her voice matter or let her have her opinion. There's a difference between an opinion, like, I like Pepsi or I like Coke. You don't like Coke. Yeah, you, I think Coke is gross. Exactly. That's, that's a difference of opinion. It's not a difference of opinion when you're dismissing someone's existence. Exactly. And people don't realize that J.K. Rowling has used her voice and literal money to donate to LGBT without the T, which is a hate group towards the trans non-binary community. That she's used her voice and funds to help support politicians to get elected in England and the UK. That's helped stop Scotland's gender bill. It fucking matters. And someone goes, oh, what about, like, H.P. Lovecraft? And I'm like, okay, here's the thing, right? H.P. Lovecraft was super racist in the beginning. But near the end of his writing career, he eased up on it because people were calling him out. The NCAA, uh, the NAACP, sorry, I'm really crap with acronyms. Help, like, actually sat down to talk with him and basically called him out on his shit. And he goes, Oh, okay. And kind of eased up and actually learned. Mm-hmm. JK Rowling has been <laughs> called out so many times. You want to know why? Because I know I have called her out. I know Same. you've called her out. I know I'm waiting for her to block me on Twitter still. Mm-hmm. And whenever this episode releases and I'm going to post it on my Twitter, I am going to tag her and tell her how much Please piece do. of shit she is again because she's a piece of shit. And I feel like everybody needs to tell her how much a piece of shit she is. 
And it's not like she's going to change her care, but again, it's the message. It's the point. Yes. It's the it's the fucking principle of the thing. And like hell, J.R.R. Tolkien messed up when he was writing the Hobbits. The way he was describing the Hobbits was very anti-Semitic. Short little people, like wealth obsessed, hoarding gold and everything. And then he learned because it was more of. Because that happens by accident a lot. And then when someone calls you out, because, like, you know, it's been so intertwined in media and everything for so long mm-hmm. that people forget that it's a stereotype or something. And it could be, you know, it doesn't have to be anti Semitic. It could be, like, racist or sexist or, you know, there's so many examples of that today, still in society that we have to unlearn. But it's when he was called out, he goes, oh, crap i didn't know that so when he was writing the lord of the rings he actually because the doors were accidentally jewish coded and then when he got called out and actually learned from it he leaned more into it but more into a positive way that like and that's why that lego uh that interaction with legolas and gimli where gimli was like i don't want the gold i just want the three strands of your hair kind of mimicking his, his father or his uncle i can't remember um and legolas looks at him and goes I thought dwarves were obsessed with gold. He goes, that is a common misunderstanding and an offensive one at that. Um, we were actually taught to care for the land and everything. Like, we were supposed to, re- like, respect everything. And because that is taught, you know, that's what is taught through the Torah is respect the land, respect nature and everything. But he learned Mm -hmm. jk rowland just doubles down on it and then when we call out oh the goblins are anti-semitic who says the goblins are anti-semitic da 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 i'm like uh jewish organizations one jewish organization called um i I think it was called jews against anti-semitism or something like that one group said oh they're not compared to 20 other fucking groups that done the Jewish elders that I've interacted with and everything have literally said, no, this is anti-Semitic. And also her, uh, don't, don't forget to mention, um, her problem, Harry's problematic love interest for the first like couple books. Oh, Cho? Yeah. She's fucking just the way that J.K. Rowling wrote her character yeah, is fucking I, problematic. <coughs> but, like, and, and it's just, like, uh, or, like, the whole slave rebellion thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. the whole, there's a whole section of the storyline that is literally you're putting down a slave uprising. Oh, they eat children. No, the house elves don't. You're mixing the, the house elf thing with the goblin thing, which are both, you're squashing both rebellions. The house el- or the goblins eat small, eat kids. They hoard the gold. They have hook nose. They control the wizarding world's wealth. It's all anti-Semitic tropes. Mm-hmm. So when we say, don't buy the game new, you're amplifying her voice. It's not us, quote-unquote, someone literally made a TikTok and said this, uh, us being the like the church and saying you're going to hell because you're playing Harry Potter or you're being... We're not, we're not saying 
you can't buy the game. We're saying the, if you do buy the game new or play it on Twitch, amplify the story, amplify, you know, basically the actions you have have consequences. Mm-hmm. And the, the major consequence of doing that stuff is going to hurt the trans community. And one thing I didn't learn, I know we got a little bit left. The original head designer of the game, or head developer, sorry, uh, something Levitt, left the company because he got called out for having alt-right messages and stories and basically saying it's okay to be racist. Yeah. Even more reason, just don't fucking buy it. Yeah. Don't buy it. And Period. Was, just don't. And everyone's like, oh, but it's 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 not Harry Potter. It's the Wizarding World, and that's owned by Warner Brothers. Okay, but Warner Brothers still gives J.K. Rowling money because they're using something that she quote-unquote created. Yeah, it's it's technically her IP. Legally, it's her IP. Mm-hmm. Yes, has Warner Brothers purchased the rights to use that our IP? Yes. But they purchased them. They gave they her money, money to use it. AKA, you're still giving her fucking money. Yes, and they'll say, oh, well, this she got the money way before this controversy started. You didn't realize that, like, she was being super, like, anti-trans before the Cursed Child plays came out, right? And it's not... Yes, she got a payment up front. So did freaking um, Stan Lee when... Disney bought the rights to make Marvel movies. Guess who also got royalties from those Marvel movies? Even the ones he wasn't in, he got royalties for it. For being the like half the brain child of creating Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. There's I don't think people realize how royalties work with IPs and everything. And just like, oh, she got paid up front. Yeah. But she's still going to get more money. Mm-hmm. It's. There's another topic I do have. Do you want to talk about it? Or do you just want to call it quits? Probably just good to call it quits. It's okay. been a heavy episode. Yeah, it has been. Um, so char- sorry it's been a heavy episode. But there's just so much shit going on. And it needs to be talked about. Because there's. 200 over 200 anti-trans bills introduced in the united states alone right now it's fucking scary mm-hmm. but good news the one in arkansas that was originally set up got gutted That's good. so yay small victories yay so we're getting there so far right now the only state has passed anything is utah and hopefully it stays that way for a bit yeah but Sorry to be bring the mood down and everything, but everybody, but we had to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so once again, my name is Raven. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Asmodeus. I use they, them pronouns. And we'll see you guys on uh, the next episode. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Smoke more weed. Raven here. Um, I just wanted to make a little ad for our Patreon that we started 
first and foremost, all the funds generated with this Patreon is going to go directly back into the podcast, whether that's better uh, equipment so we can make better sounding episodes, give you guys really cool stuff like stickers, pictures, little nice little trinkets from us, or be able to travel to places where there is legal weed or there's certain LGBT communities that we want to interact with and talk to and potentially have some really cool guests come on the show. Now, right now our Patreon is bare bones and I do apologize with that, but we hope to make it a little better as time goes on. Right now we have three tiers, flower, vape cartridges, and concentrates. Flower is $3 per month. Vapes is $6 per month, and Concentrates is $9 per month. With Flower, you get access to our Discord, the Skittle Zone, a private Discord that we have for you guys to kind of interact with each other and potentially interact with us. Um, We have things for like different aspects of the cannabis community and LGBT community where you guys can talk to and kind of just interact with each other and learn from each other and learn with us. Um, But you also get early access to these episodes. You get a day or two, basically immediately after I'm done uh, editing the episode, I am putting it on the Patreon so you guys can listen to it early. With Bape, you have everything from the flower, but you also have access to the private chat room in the the Discord server for uh, one-on-one discussions and questions for us. You'll have the ability to basically be, hey, I have a question about this certain thing and we'll answer it at the end of every episode. Um, You know, we won't get to everyone all at the same time, obviously, but, you know, we'll spread it out through the month and be able to get to as many questions as we can. And then with the concentrates, you get everything from flower and vape, but you also get behind the scenes looks at what we do here. I'll show like what I'm editing and like maybe little sound files or like little clips of what we're working on. Um, our show notes, so you get to see that early, potentially, you know, knowing what topics we're going to be talking about on this next episode. Uh, pictures of stuff in and outside of the recording stuff, like things like cannabis festivals. We'll take pictures and post some of them online, but with the behind the scenes access, you get to see all of that. Basically, all the dumb faces we make at each other, all the cool stuff that we see, and all the cute things that we find. Um, it's my hope with this Patreon that we'll be able to go far and wide and hopefully be able to see some of you guys or have some live shows in the future where you guys can come and interact with us. And obviously no pressure. I just want to make sure that you guys are aware of this and first and foremost, take care of you guys yourselves. If you don't have money to support it or if, you know, something happens, you have to stop. We totally understand. Thanks. Thanks.